0: master
1: Hello everyone, welcome to the, the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. My concept of time in 2020 is still entirely out the window, so for some perspective, we are halfway through the current anime season already. What is time? What is yep. space? Before you know it, we're going to be doing previews for next season and How then dare the, you all the, the year end stuff. It's coming up very quickly here. Hell yeah!
2: Love
0: it! In, in March of 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: If you, you guys got your number one anime of the year in mind yet? At this um, point,
0: I, I actually have to see how certain things end. I'm, I, I got a, I got a tentative list. I, I,
3: you know, it's, it's. Uh...
1: I mean, I mean, I think it's fair. I think it's fair to say Akudama Drive is a contender this season. Right? <laughs> for, for me, heart, it who, depend-
3: who, who could? Sorry, go ahead, Zig. I,
2: I was going to say for me it depends on whether they close the loop on the time travel in Gall and Dino. If they can do that, <laughs> then... Oh mm-hmm. no,
1: that's all. They burned the books man that's that's over on the time travel uh, uh, well so. we'll see shall we anyway uh yes yeah, so midway through the season so you know we'll be doing our checking in with our usual shows uh there's i'm going to be looping back around to some of the other shows we haven't been talking about so we'll, we'll get uh gel's anime trash power hour we haven't had one of those in a while i feel like but uh before we do that just to introduce everybody i'm gel as i've already just said and you've probably heard everybody, but we're joined by Iro.
0: Still here, not dead yet. Uh, I made pie for Thanksgiving.
1: Pie is good. Yes, Thanksgiving is. Uh, well, it will. Be.
0: <laughs> and now, with, and and nobody's
1: coming. It's all for me. <laughs> that is that is that good or bad? I don't know. I, well, more pie that's, that's, is always that, good.
3: That's a double-edged sword, believe me. <laughs> more more pie yeah, is, is. is always
1: good, though. I think. And uh, we're, we're also joined by G.
3: Speaking of, uh, speaking of, y'all, if you're listening to this, you've probably already made up your mind, but hey, if you haven't, maybe stay at home this Thanksgiving, you know? Don't, uh... Yeah. Don't, don't board a flight, please. Don't rent a car. Don't.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't do
3: that shit, y'all. Come on. I, I Stay home. I, watch
1: some anime. We're, we're recording this a little later than we usually do, but I'm still going to try to get this out before... Uh, Thanksgiving, which will be Wednesday, but uh, yeah, please, please don't travel, folks. Um, and finally, yes, we are joined this time by Zig. I don't even know what Thanksgiving is, so it, it's something we do in the colonies uh, every year. Oh, okay, uh-huh. the little yeah. people. Huh? We, yeah.
0: celebrate, uh-huh. we celebrate. We <laughs> celebrate uh, spreading disease to the indigenous population.
1: No, that's <laughs> our job. <laughs> yeah. So, um. All right. So let's dive into uh, the anime.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um and we could start with our usual <laughs> opener here. As we creep along finishing As Great we Pretender.
3: Continue to gnash our teeth about a show that has already finished and uh-huh. yeah. <laughs>
1: and uh actually by the time this goes out uh i think it's co- i think if i get it out tomorrow it will be the, it, that's when it's supposed to be out on netflix for the rest Jesus of it so Christ. we actually right. did we actually are falling behind netflix Damn. here but
3: we got to we got to uh, pick up the pace we're talking <laughs> about great pretender by the way
1: yes so great pretender uh we've watched two more episodes since last time of 18 and 19 I've been busy, guys. I don't know what else to tell you, but Same maybe way. we'll finish it by next uh, episode. Uh, well, don't get your. Don't I'm get not your making hotel. any promises. Don't, don't, no. don't,
0: don't run checks you can't cash.
1: Yeah. So 18 and 19. Uh, so when we left off, we, we were, I think, all a bit skeptical about what was going on, but at least there were some potentially interesting things I, happening. Yeah, I
0: would say I've gone from skeptical to having uh, nailed down what bother, bothers me about Great Pretender. Uh-uh. <laughs>
1: All right, well, what what is bothering you (laughs) about Greed of Terror?
0: Broad level, because the first three arcs all had the same conclusion of everything was planned from the very beginning, even as we get into the climactic final arc, you cannot believe anything the show tells you. Because the president has been set that in the end, it will have all been planned. Therefore, no matter what twists and turns happen, like the right. cat's are already out of the bag, like, right. there's nothing to believe. Yeah,
3: to kind of, like, mirror what Iro is saying, like, I think the issue is that it's hard to invest ourselves in any plot developments at this point because we do not know if they are honest or not. And, like, as someone who, like, enjoys heist fiction, yes, there's always a little bit of dishonesty in, like, right. the presentation of a heist, but that's a trick you can really only do, like, once you know, maybe maybe a couple times at most, like because. And I other- think,
2: I was sorry, going Jay. Uh,
3: I'll just finish it real quick. Like yeah. the reason why you can only do it once is because you need you need to convince people to invest themselves in the plot, right? You need to make sure your audience doesn't know which lie is the real, or, you know, which one is right. the, which plot development is the lie. But You when, do it
1: once as, like, the warning shot.
3: But when the reveal is that, oh, they're all lies, then you don't know what to believe in anymore.
2: I mean, I'd also add to that to say that I think the best um, genre fiction, and heist fiction in particular, is aware of that, and sort of goes one layer deeper, so, you know, they'll do the heist and then something will go wrong but they plan for this to go wrong but then something will really go wrong if that makes yeah, sense and, right. and kind of... like so you have that escalation right, of... right. i
0: think great pretender is missing that last step again and, i, um, I, I
2: think... and i think an, an important part of heist fiction is you know wanting to solve the puzzle of well they seem to be in an impossible position how do they get out of it? And I think Great Pretender did that very well in its first arc. I don't think the subsequent arcs have really... They've kind of cheated, if well, that I think, makes sense. Yeah,
3: it's a, I, I agree with you there, Zig. And I think the problem is that, like, in a lot of ways, the first arc is good because it was the first exposure to it. The thing that's like a, that I think continues to, like, dog us with this show is they use the same solution that they used in the first arc in every subsequent arc of, ah... Lorik planned for it all along, and yeah, it just right. it just doesn't work anymore. Like, in a weird way, it actually reminds me a little bit of, like, the reason why I think a lot of people... I mean, other than, like, the bad writing in the later seasons, but I think a lot of people fell off of Game of Thrones, is that, oh, if you just keep killing people off, then people will eventually be trained to not invest in any of the characters. You know, they will be right. trained to not invest themselves in the plot, because why bother if, like... Characters will just be killed for you know gratuitous violence, and it kind of feels that way with *Great Pretender*. Of like, so here's the thing, right? Like, we haven't even talked about the episodes themselves, but like 18 and 19 introduce like, on its surface, really heavy stuff, right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. characters are quote unquote, you know, killed. You know, character. Like, you know, Makoto is like. Forced Mind to do so, yeah. Like, right, he is broken. He is he he he, in, he accepts the performance of some very like morally reprehensible acts. But like again, it's like how much of this is like the play, right? Like how much of this is the plot? And right,
1: which the answer is going to be all of it. We know, right? Like, and even and, not watching and, ahead or anything. But, but then <laughs> and thing, just sort
2: of to um you know to to kind of defend Great Pretender here as well. This isn't a problem unique to the show. Like, an awful lot of heist slash, you know... Oh, yeah, totally. Like, like thief fiction has this uh, problem, which is how do you convincingly escalate without losing the sort of breezy atmosphere which is so essential to the fun of the genre.
3: And, and, And so here's the thing that, like, really began to stick out to me is, like... This show is not, like... In a weird ways, despite the characters being more like traditionally heroic, the show's tone is a fair bit darker than, say, a Lupin the Third. Generally, of course, you have your you know Lupin has has totally shifted many times. But what I mean is that like generally, I mean, has Pretender, Lupin ever
1: done human trafficking? I mean, <laughs> right.
3: So like that's the thing, right? Like Great Pretender generally like demands to be taken a bit more seriously. But because of that, the thing that actually really began to bother me about this arc is. I need to believe that Makoto and what he's done in the last two episodes—that he is in on it. Because yes. if he isn't, Lawrence and his crew have done something unbelievably cruel to him. Like this, this veers, this like veers into like emotional torture territory. Like right. they have, like if, if Makoto's not in on it, then currently he believes that he killed his dad, he killed his friends, and that he is now like abetting human trafficking like and probably like a ton of other worse crimes and if if that (laughs) if he is doing that if he does not know that this is all part of the long con and that lauren is just like (laughs) wouldn't it be fun if we convince makoto that he was a human trafficker for a few months like that is super dark (laughs) like that's something that like messed up that's like even if, like, even if, at the end of the day, it reveals, ah, don't worry, all the kids you sold, we we found them good families, and don't worry, nobody you shot actually died. He still believed that he did all of those things for, like, half a year of his life. And so, like, it's 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 really messed up. It's, like, really, <laughs> really dark if you really think about it, and it's like... Say what you will about Lupin. Yeah, Lupin's killed a couple motherfuckers, sure, but, like, even Lupin would never do something this, like, mean-spirited to, to like, a a generally decent person, and... I mean, I would say for the vast
2: majority of his published and screen history, Lupin has had certain lines that he will not cross you know. And, right, like
3: uh, Lupin, Lupin will happily fuck over a dude, like yeah. an evil dude, but like... I yeah.
2: mean, he, he will kill people if he has to, but he tends yeah. to try and avoid it. It's bad for business.
1: And so, like... Yeah, so I... <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that was a big pivotal thing mm-hmm. for me, is like, I... I th- first of all, I, I could not even believe that Makoto would flip to the point of th- like, running the auction for selling children like, right. and without some kind of whether, whether he was in on it all along or he's decided to take matters into his own hands and try to con his way out of it on his own, I can't imagine that he's actually just that broken, that he's right, but, doing that. But I guess my, my point is, gee, you say, you know, all of that sounds way too dark for the show, which I agree. On the flip side, if he if it was just the plan all along, it goes back to the problem Iroh was saying. Right, of. so uh, like... <laughs> Like I like none of this I, means anything. <laughs> if
3: anyone listening to this like man it sounds like you guys are being really hypocritical about what you want the show to do but like I think it's <laughs> it's that neither of these options are necessarily the right. right one and like it's the show's fault for cornering itself like this in the
0: first right. race. I would like I would like to bring up Lupin the 3rd yet again in that uh in at least in part 5 which we all enjoyed quite a lot last year. Lupin we know we know Lupin is going to win in the end every time because he is Lupin the 3rd. However, the twists and turns are real. Like, he actually messes up and gets shot and screws up and everything. It's how he bounces back from the failures that makes it interesting. He does not always have it planned from the beginning. Yeah, like, half the the times Lupin gets (laughs) shot, he's not faking it. He is actually getting shot.
3: Right.
2: (laughs) And and again, it's difficult because the whole point of the heist genre is that it is all planned from the beginning, if that makes sense. Yeah, And so it's difficult to build a narrative where, you know, part of the fun is going along with the plan and part of the fun is dealing with the unexpected parts. But, it, you know, it just kind of feels that Great Pretender has has decided to get more serious than it needs to be. And, you know, I'll always applaud narrative ambition and trying to, you know, give your characters realistic human motivations. But I, I don't think I'm being super controversial when I say, like, the drama bits of... Uh, great pretender have not been the strongest parts I mean I thought the I thought the Abby I... stuff and and the pilot who was like an ex-soldier I thought that was pretty cat-handed to be honest yeah and, that was um that was or the, was or the weak. uh
1: Cynthia's uh romantic uh... I thought that was a bit better Novelous, because it's, better,
2: but it's it's a bit lighter, yeah, but I, I know, think again, like yeah,
3: the I... only the only one of these that has ever actually worked for me is Makoto's like two minute backstory in like episode two. Like I think that was right. so effective, and now I'm realizing that like that is also an issue that that is sticking with with me is that I praised that backstory segment so much back then because it was so brief, but it told you everything you needed to know about the foundational events that, like, define Makoto as a character. And now they're, like, lingering it. They're, like, it. Right, now they're picking
1: it. apart every detail and of it. And, like... Uh, actually, his dad was also a con man, apparently. Right, like, so
3: that's the thing that's actually really bothering me about this is the flashback in episode 19. It's, it's, like, oh, god, no. So, what you're trying to do is, like, ah, it's all cyclical, right? Like, ah, no, oh, no, Makoto is becoming the mirror of his father and going down the same path, and it's, like oh god, is this whole con just actually meant to be like, Laurent trying to like, you know warn Makoto of the dangers of being a con man in his own convoluted way and it's like, that's that would be just so
2: I mean, that, that would oh, be that would the worst be so possible outcome, like uh, if at yeah, the end I, I, they spin the wheel of morality and it says <laughs> uh, you know, we're not copies of our
1: father after all and, you know, <laughs> yeah. but it, it well, would be I, so, I don't, so trite I don't think I don't think it's going that. I think it's oh, I more. I don't of know, a,
3: dude. It's just like the, the the parallels they're clearly trying to set up, right? Like the con that they are performing in the flashback is like identical to the con they're doing now, right? Like that's the whole I story. think
1: it's more of uh, making Makoto accept who he is, but um the yeah, I don't know. It at this point I think it just is what it is and we're gonna have to live with it <laughs> but yeah. to be I clear don't, i don't
0: I still think this is like a broadly good show uh, yeah yes um
1: well yeah i mean produced. there were i think there were probably i mean there were maybe some positives i mean i i i kind of like the laurent flashback if only because that's the only time we've ever seen him be vulnerable but uh, yeah
3: i i guess i feel weird about the laurent flashback because like I think it came too late in the story yeah. for me to care yeah. about Laurent. Like I, I, I already did not like Laurent. Like, you know, by the mid the midpoint of this show. But also, I don't know where else you would put this flashback. Like, it would feel right. like weird in the middle. But I mean, at, at this also... point,
2: they've they've established Laurent is so distant from the actual action that he kind of feels more like a like a comedy HQ figure, you know, like the dude from Charlie's Angels or something like that. <laughs> you know, but sure. but you get what I mean, right? Like he's so much a part of the furniture that it's kind of difficult to make him into a real tangible right. character at this point.
3: Like I mean right. yeah, like say what you will about like how they handled Abby's arc or, or Cynthia's, but like because they are more active in the in the day to day plot, like I am more invested in them than Lauren, right? Even if like right. their backstories were maybe not handled as well as like or, or get it, get the same amount of love as Laurent's backstory, like they're also just they're more...
2: inherently more likable
1: characters.
3: Right. Yes, that definitely plays a big part as well, but it's like Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's
1: Well
2: I still think, I think they could we're do it. have
1: to you know what? Right. I, no, I, 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 I don't.
3: That's, that's the thing, right? None I, of us have finished. I don't the show, have any. Right? I don't have
1: any faith that they're gonna make this turn this into something that's gonna be what we want at this I'm point.
0: Right. My best. My best hope at this point is just like, hey, hey, we uh, we got them again, guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think if we can just get like a fun outro of, you know, everybody coming back together one last time for some crazy, you know. Which I, I think that's what when we were talking with Artemis last time, who has seen it all, she was kind of alluding to that happening at some point. So, right. like- if they can just kind of make it give us a fun exit out of this, I'll, I'll it'll be fine. But I don't think it's 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 way too late for them to make the show exactly the way we want it at this point. But, um, yeah. We'll have to. We'll have to see. I mean, that's a. <laughs> that's uh, a lot. That's a lot of talk for two episodes. I guess. Yeah. We'll have to. Uh, <laughs> well, you know. We'll have to uh, see what happens with the rest of it. So. All right. Let's move along uh, to our other artificially extended uh, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. show here. Oh, Gallandino is back. It was an
2: extremely and, strong return episode.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was just like my mood now compared to my mood back when it went on hiatus, but, uh, or the fact that they didn't have some guy dancing around in his underwear for 20 minutes or any of the other weird things they were doing, uh-huh. uh, pre break. But I did really enjoy this comeback episode. I think it, kind of highlighted all of the things you like in gal you might like in Gallandino. Um, I
2: think it was a solid to good episode right up until the Egg Thief, and then it sort of spiraled out of control in the best possible way.
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so I mean the no surprise on the, the the animated bits, although I will say I feel like the animation was very good for this show I, they probably i'm guessing they probably had a lot more time to work on this i one. mean i
2: i don't think uh, it's the animation which has held them up put it
1: that way no yeah but but i feel like in this episode coming back like there were some like really actually well animated sequences and i i mean i'm gonna guess because the delay was mostly for the live action part is what i'm guessing and so maybe the animation team had a little more time to sit around and make things look nice but uh I'll just throw that out there. But otherwise, I mean, that kind of was par for the course, which I, I've i always said before, I really actually like the anime bits. They're very kind of charming, I guess. I enjoyed but, uh, the
2: uh, the school Bolero segment, which was kind of a fusion of live action and animation, which was um, weird and fun and a little
1: something different. That probably went on a little too long, <laughs> but uh, yes. All those little weird... Uh, in between things. But, um... The, the live-action part, it was like, uh... The, the, the whole episode is basically birthday party for Dino. Um... The live-action part had possibly the worst acting I've ever seen in my... in. I mean, I don't watch Toku, so you guys have probably seen worse, but, uh... No, I feel this like was much
0: worse. I feel like the, the, the acting is intentionally poor. Yeah, yeah
1: but right. yes. Like, like that's... I, like, they, they... I don't think they were putting on any, um... I don't think they were trying to fool us on that one. I think they were embracing I like I don't know who the the other two cuz like two of our friends show up. I don't know if they're I don't know if they're famous or Whatever, something. They're idols, know who they probably. Were. Yeah. But yeah, so but they were some of the some of the worst acting I've ever seen and they kind of just like embrace it and it's it's pretty great. And then the egg thief guy shows up. <laughs> it's uh it's a moment all right. <laughs> so
2: um, big A big bonus point for getting the music just on the recognisable side of copyright skirting. Um, I think
1: that was very important. <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, it was... It, I mean, the show is, you know, dumb, fun, kind of, you know, at, at its best. So they mission accomplished on this episode. And uh, you know we're only gonna get a couple episodes at this point anyway, so you know hopefully they can keep up the the pace with that. But it was fun, and and I'm sorry, Zig, the the time travel is not coming back.
2: Uh, I have faith. I have faith.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he burned burned the book. It's not gonna happen. But anyway. Let's move along. Look, he burned um, Shota Aoi's book, but the other book is still out there, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> if the White
2: Chronicle could, and the Black Chronicle. Yeah, if he can just get hold of the book and then go back in time, and then, you know, maybe he'll have not let's, let's move Radiant, along. story
0: <laughs> right Historia 3.
1: Uh, Alright. Uh, let's talk about Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh-huh. Uh, you guys yeah, said they so had the... They yes. they
0: sort of had the uh they got to the obligatory like bit uh towards the beginning of every shonen battle show where they start to introduce the secondary casts who are all like a lot more fun than the way main
3: cast. Way more fun and way more interesting <laughs> than the main cast. <laughs> like just it's every goddamn time. Like they so introduce like they introduce right. the rivals from like the from what from kan- or Kanto, Kansai? Shit, I don't remember where, but Kanto. Like, Kyoto right you know the Kyoto k- kids right and like you know one of them just like a big buff dude with a scar on his face and like you know he the first thing he does is like ask the character like what's your taste in women like I can tell a lot from like <laughs> what kind of woman you like by the way this, my- I
0: mean he does this after taking his shirt off and flexing
3: right right and like you know he's like by the way my kind of woman is a tall woman with a big ass what's your type and the character answers, like, you know, I've never really cared about looks as long as the personality is good. And the guy is like, my God, that is the most basic answer I've ever heard in my life. You are I'm truly su- <laughs> a weakling. <laughs> and then the other character, you know, like, broody, you know, evil girl, well, not evil, but like, dark girl, is his partner, and her power is just gun. Her power is just, she whips out a pistol. <laughs> okay.
2: Oh, I didn't, realize like, oh right. I didn't realize whole horse was in this show. <laughs>
3: and I was like, alright, like, fuck it. These guys are already way, way better than the main cast. But, uh, also, then, like, the, pri- the right, prior yeah. episode was, like, the obligatory, like, you know, sure, off, all might goes all out, or, is, you know, Kakashi the reveals is. the Sharingan, like, yeah, right. like, the, the teacher character... Goes all, you know, doesn't even, doesn't even go all out. He uses a, uh, you know, like, 10% of his power, but utterly, like, destroys the villain of the week. And, uh, it's mm-hmm. very well animated. Ho Park is doing his Ho Park bullshit of, you know, really flashy effects, really good fighting. Um, budget just turned all the way up. And, uh... Yeah, I don't know.
0: That's that's there. There really isn't yeah, much more I to know. say about that show. It is but, what it yeah. is. Yeah. But. Every, they're training the main. Character, they're everybody's training for the tournament arc. The, the tuning
1: oh, in exam. Yeah. It's about time. It's about time for that, right? Of course. <laughs> we're one episodes. In. I feel like
3: they just get earlier and earlier. <laughs> right. I know. Right. Like I feel like Naruto. Like you know, the tuning exams took like you know, like a, a few volumes bit. to get started up. Nowadays, Shonen are just like, fuck that shit. We're doing it now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think we've had that conversation many times now. But yeah, I, yeah I, I Dragon Ball the, took those, quite a while before they got those, to those, those days butukai. of. Uh, I think those days are gone now. <laughs>
0: uh... We have cracked the code. It took a while. <laughs> it's, it yes. took Dragon Ball Hawk Show for everybody to realize tournaments are fun. Yes. So yeah. let's just get to them fast. But uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, it sounds like I mean. You guys don't usually keep up with these types of shows, I mean, we've right? Been so watching I, mean, by game, yeah. I mean, I mean, but I mean, that's you got you have connection to the manga on that one, though, right? Sure. But um, I mean, it seems to be it's it's enough to keep you guys watching, right? I mean, yeah, so. it's
3: it's it's well made, it's likable enough. Like it's it hasn't uh-huh. you know it still hasn't like hit that point of like ah I see what this is doing that's so special. But you know it's right. it's a good it's a solid one of those so far.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's catch up with Moriarty the Patriot, which I didn't even know you guys were still watching and kind of forgot it existed. Mm. Uh, I think I I, will say,
0: I will say about Moriarty the Patriot, uh, they they recently had subtitles to the opening, and the lyrics of that opening are comical.
1: All right. Well, hit, hit, hit us with hit it. Us what up, do yeah. they got? It's, it's all like. It's about what you'd expect no i
3: don't know what to, i don't know what you're saying when you say it's about what you'd expect yeah, I don't know like what the, i have yeah, yeah. zero expectations I
2: have? We're We're have have lots of extremely heavily coded angst that definitely all is right not-
0: i have I, I have pulled up the episode in mute uh, let's see the mist is hiding the sin i hold in okay. my hand the list of judgment okay <laughs> send a thief to catch another thief <laughs> oh, guys yeah, okay. of the privileged class torment the weak uh, all right
1: all right I, they enjoy <laughs> it
0: it's a bloody world, an endlessly discriminatory society. That's wow, a, they're not that's a a happiness does not plume here. We must <laughs> <not> something. Going, <laughs>
1: they're not going for any metaphors or anything. No, not I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Like wow. after
2: after All right. now we're a few episodes in subtlety definitely not this show's strong point. So um, I heard. So, they so what is uh, we haven't <laughs> talked
1: about it in so long. What has actually happened? Yeah. Like did did hot Sherlock Holmes show so up? Yeah, I he heard has
2: that to to He
1: has just shown up. Yes, Uh he is yeah. on a cruise together with my. And is he is he the bad guy now?
2: No, not really. Like
3: have they have the subbers called him Herlock Holmes to skirt the the? the oh the, Japan, not come on. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Doyle Estate.
2: <laughs> also, Herlock Sholmes is going to show up later and it's going to be a three-way battle. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think, you know, I've been kind of disappointed for the last few episodes and that's because I know. they've... And and I want to stress, I don't think the show is bad. I'm still finding some fun in watching it, you know, and for me, at least, I appreciate the kind of chance to see a weird anime version of Victorian London, which is very relevant to my interests. But... Um, sure, you know, they've backed off on some of the more, you know, horror slash heavy violence things. And it has become a very, very unsubtle class warfare story, hmm. you know. And, like, put yeah. it this way, the guy in the latest, like, the the guy who they are trying to take down in the latest episode literally hunts the poor for sport. And, oh hell yeah but it's, that's great but the problem is it's not presented in an over the top enough uh, way oh no you know? it's,
3: okay because I was going to say fuck it like, you know, fuck, fuck, fuck metaphors and fuck subtext <laughs> just show the rich hunting the poor for sport just really just put them on blast but yeah, it's and, not like doing it with the right like amount of bombasticness I, I
2: think you know like, there's definitely some you know the dude is definitely like a pure heel and there's lots of like you know moustache twirling bad guy-ness but it's just not not quite enough if that makes oh, sense, you know, shit. they just stop one step short of it being, you know, Jojo slash Helsing levels of monologuing <laughs> at the screen right, while sure, th- sure. the world burns behind you you know, and it can't really des- decide whether it like wants to be A, a serious treatise on Class War, B, like a super goofy treatise on, gra- on Class <laughs> War, or C, just kind of a slasher show, and the, hmm. the net result is it's kind of nothing at the moment you know i mean i i think I, they they need to find a sense of identity and um i my hope yeah. is that bringing homes in will will help that and i think his first scene with moriarty is actually fairly good because they have him do the whole oh i can tell what your job is by the way that you walk and the things that you look and you know it's so, a very classic Holmesy thing, yeah. but they write it well, and there's kind of a good banter going.
3: Yeah, I-, I was just curious because, like, in a show where Moriarty is the the protagonist, like, what is Sherlock Holmes's role as an antagonist? Is he like, does he represent the status quo? Is he like just a wild card? Like, what is? I mean, kind of- the answer is we honestly the vibe they're going for.
2: The answer is we honestly don't know yet because he's only been on okay. screen for about five or six minutes. So far, sure. they very much seem to be setting him up as kind of like the intellectual equivalent to Moriarty if that makes sense you know mm. they
1: you know they they're portraying i mean look it's it's a, i mean that was always the point of their relationship right is their foil yeah character. i mean
3: right. i guess what i mean is like I, I, this is not the show where suddenly Sherlock Holmes is going to be defending the aristocrat who hunts the poor for sport, right? Well, like we so don't it's... know.
2: We don't know, you know. I mean, I think it's fair to say that they're definitely portraying Sherlock as more of a tweener than, like, an out-and-out opponent of Moriarty. Mm. Like, look, this is an men show. Everybody's extremely <laughs> yeah. handsome and fratty, <laughs> I-, I will say, know, but... I-, I
3: saw I saw screenshots of Sherlock Holmes, and I I don't know, as someone who watched <laughs> this show and the show I'm about to bring up, I could not help but notice, like, huh, hot, blonde, Moriarty like, dark blue-haired Sherlock Holmes, like, are these just,
0: like, d Young, and Reinhardt?
2: Like, <laughs> <laughs> <You Christ. know? laughs> just, I, I
0: mean... So the, the character designer for DNT is doing priority, so. Wait, seriously?
3: Yes, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, that explains so much, then. I was like... When I saw that screen cap, I was like, is that <laughs> D&T? And I was like, oh, wait, no, that's not... that. That isn't Young, <laughs> like...
2: I, I mean, I Christ. think that... I think that The very little we've seen of Sherlock has been fairly encouraging because they definitely don't try and go with, like, the more common modern interpretation of him as, you know, a squeaky clean super genius. Um, You know, he comes off as kind of a prick, which is true to the historical character. They mention he's addicted to opium, which is also something that was true of the historical character. I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And... I think a lot of how I feel about this show will depend on how they develop that relationship going forward, you know, because for the past few sure. episodes, it's it's been very strictly, you know, monster of the week fair, except the monster is here's a rich dude who, like, murdered somebody or swindled yeah. someone or stuff like that, you know, and that hasn't mm. been very inspiring, but I think if they can, you know, if they can build on the Sherlock versus Moriarty thing. I think they might have something there, but it it needs to cool it a little bit because it is so unsubtle that it's kind of hard to take seriously. (laughs)
0: Plus, like, Moriarty's big idea of class warfare is to punish individual aristocrats who do bad things?
1: Oh rather so rather great. than like go for the bad apples but the system is fine. I man. mean <laughs>
2: but, but like I'm, but they
0: keep saying that the system is not fine. So
1: I
2: mean I'm sympathetic because it's very hard to like make an interesting right, show yes. about petitioning for labor reform, like, for it's a example. Societal change, you know yeah. and you know this is definitely you know e- even at the beginning when I was perhaps a little bit higher on it this is definitely you know a very broad you know pulpy gothic thriller you know lots of blood lots mm-hmm. of unsubtle character archetypes you know but i think i think i was right i think we do need some sort of like bigger agenda you know because at the moment it just kind of feels like the early episodes of toku where they're just <laughs> coming up against you know the pizza monster <laughs> uh and like Who showing wants off to the, kill the poor yeah and Who wants well, to hunt the poor for sport <laughs> yes you know and um and 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 it definitely feels like because this is, you know, an Ickermen thing, like, they can't quite get as over the top as they want because, you know, like, part of the beauty of something like JoJo is everybody becomes, like, insanely grotesque at some point And, you know, I, th- I think that's a... They don't want to go full cartoon on it, if that makes sense. So it's kind of stuck between two poles at the moment, and, and I'm kind of interested to see where it goes.
1: All right, yeah, I, I want—I'll be interested to hear what they do with Sherlock Holmes and if that adds some, like, I guess, continuity and not just the you know, murder yeah. of the, murderer of the week. Uh, type uh, we we didn't—I will going say going that on, we but, did not
2: see Doctor Watson, um, and I think obviously a good Watson is also
1: fairly important to the. Holmes I mean, I'm sure dynamic. he's also going to be another hot guy
2: yeah right? but I mean like but, personality wise like do you go for like stick in the mud Watson dumb as a brick or do you go for like a slightly more classical interpretation we'll see anyway like I'm I'm personally still enjoying the show enough to keep wanting to watch it you know but I'm certainly not as high on it as I was at the beginning
1: yeah all right well we'll see on that and uh, speaking of class warfare <laughs> all right Joe why are you gonna drop uh, this show yeah, let, let, let's let's uh, we'll Tell kick off Jell's anime trash power hour here by uh, catching up with Kuma 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 Bear. I think I put too many Kumas in the show notes. It's supposed to be three Kumas. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably I'm, I I haven't I i pretty much dropped it. I, I don't really want to watch it anymore after uh, the the final arc. I was watching. I think it was like episode five or six, five and six or something like that. No good, but, um, huh? I, I just. I, like, it wasn't super awful. It was just like, I I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but basically what happened was in one of the episodes, uh, the main girl, so her name is Yuna, the girl in the bear suit. She starts obviously gaining some notoriety, A, because she's, everyone's like, there's a girl running around in a bear suit. That's weird. Uh-huh. And... She also has like near godlike powers.
0: <laughs> okay, Isakai got she it. She dis- just
1: she discovers that her power. She figures out that her power is basically imagination magic. Great. Okay. So like it- for the most part, if she can imagine something properly, she can just like she- like she just built a house for herself. Like she can just make things happen. So um, she attracts a lot of attention, including the the guy who's like the lord of the realm. And uh, his daughter is a big fan, and and so he invites her over, and she's immediately distrustful of this guy because he's a noble and he's a a part of the ruling class. Fair, and and she's like, "Yeah, you know, people in power are generally bad." And I'm like, "All right, yeah, we're we're, let's let's go, let's do this, you know, down with the bourgeoisie and all that." Uh But uh, uh tell me more. So, so she goes over to their house, and like, she's just like waiting for this guy to slip up. And and you know, of course, he doesn't. He turns out to be a actually pretty fair and decent person, and he has this, just has this cute daughter that wanted to meet the girl in the bear suit. So she's like, "All right, fine, whatever." So next episode, she's kind of traveling. Uh, she travels back to the town we saw in episode one. For various, I'll, I'm going to skip a lot. Of, there's a lot of details in here. I'm just skipping, but she travels back and and she encounters this orphanage where they don't have any food or money or anything because the. Uh, the town government shut them off because they're they, were, they were not a profitable venture. So no more handouts. The orphans. Uh, oh
3: man, yeah, those orphans better pull themselves up by their bootstraps.
1: Yeah. So 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 unit Yuna, just like super pissed. She's like, I knew it. This guy was, you know, this guy was bad news. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take him down. I'm gonna sh- teach them all a lesson. And again, skipping a lot of details here. As to why this happens, but just just roll with me here. Uh, <laughs> she um, she ends up setting up the orphanage so that they they can farm eggs, which destroys the local economy or something uh, like that. Uh... <laughs> while also giving while also providing them with a steady source of in- sustainable income, and um, as her final sort of petty. Move on. Uh, like I, I should point out, in this particular town, eggs are like a delicacy because they oh, okay. don't have chickens for some reason. So, okay. like, they're very valuable. And um, she refuses to sell it to the noble fam, sell them to the noble family as like a petty uh, gesture to, but uh, while also destroying their economy. And so the Lord guys, like, you know, basically shows up. He's like, "Hey, I know you. You know, why won't you sell us eggs?" And she, she, you know. Gives this whole big speech to you know, call him out on how the you know this already seems way more trouble than it's worth. I, I'm I'm just oh I, it's like I'm still on board with it at this point. I'm I'm just setting the stage for for what's gonna happen in the end of all this. Like at this point, I'm still on board. I'm like, all right, yeah, sure, this is great. And um, so you know, she she calls him out and gives this whole big speech about you know how could he do this to these people and everything? And he's like, oh, I swear it wasn't me or whatever. And, um, yeah. So sure enough, he it goes was back the Evil and vizier. And yes, it was the evil vizier <laughs> all along who, who, who was uh, embezzling money. He was embezzling money that the government had allocated for I these public joking. services. And it was this one guy that we've never seen before. He only appears in one scene to basically be the scapegoat so that we can prove that this noble and just ruler guy is all fine and still an upstanding person and it's just the one bad apple in the system that needed to be dealt with and so he fires him and they restore funding to the orphanage and it, and the main girl is actually like gives this starts talking to her friend about how she's oh she's so embarrassed that she did all of this to this to this uh You know, this guy who's actually a really good person and Oh boy. (laughs) Completely undid any of the Uh... messaging that was in there or or
3: i, I always wonder with fiction like this like that do the whole like oh the people at the top were good and righteous they just were unaware of the corruption and rot that they had like endeared and employed and right as empowered. if it wasn't their responsibility
1: like, to be on top of right.
3: that and it's like whenever, anytime that they write a story written that way or portrays it that way it's like I feel like the intent of the author is like, ah, see, like, the the nobles weren't so bad, whereas I'm like, isn't that actually a more, like, heinous indictment of the nobility and the ruling class if they're so ignorant that they just let stuff like that happen, like, under their watch?
1: (laughs) I will say, the one thing I will defend the show on is, um they do still ultimately come to the conclusion that she did the right thing. Like, they don't, like, say she shouldn't have spoken up against, you know, the, the system or whatever. Because, um, you know, she she gets the main girl says she gets, like, all embarrassed or whatever that she did that. But her friend is like, no, you know, you definitely did the right thing. You helped all these people that, you know, needed help and everything. So I, I saw some people writing about this sort of, like, in contrast to that other show, uh, Wandering Witch, running this season mm-hmm. where the characters are kind of similar positions where they're extremely powerful, respected people kind of wandering the countryside and you know, when they encounter problems, because this isn't the first time that she's encountered a problem that she sticks her nose in and helps people like that's pretty much every episode. And, and she can't just sit there and watch, uh, you know, this bad stuff happening and not take action in some capacity And a lot of people were kind of contrasting that with all the problems we were saying with Wandering Witch, where the main character doesn't do anything and just tries to, you know, stay out of it and be observant or whatever. So, I mean, I like that in theory. Just this particular arc was so exhausting, and I was very disappointed in how they just tossed all the messaging out the window in the end. That I was just like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't, like, awful or bad, and maybe the rest of the show will be fun, but I was just like, I, I just... I got plenty of other things to watch at this point, so I'm probably... I think I'm done with that one. I I've already haven't watched an episode or two. I'm already behind, so... I was disappointing. <sighs> All right. Now that I've gotten <laughs> that off my chest... That sounds like a lot. Let's... Let's move along. I don't really have a ton to say about Sleepy Princess and the Demon Castle. I just, ha- i, when we last talked about it, I was on the fence of whether I was going to watch it, continue watching. I am still watching it. Uh, it has been pretty good, I will admit, um, although there's still not really a whole lot to say about it, I guess. They had two, two things I'll mention. Uh... <laughs> They had one episode where all the uh, like the female demons came back to the castle, because I guess they were all away for something or whatever. <laughs> sure. Which which gave them the opportunity to kind of mix up the status quo and introduce some new characters. Um, they had one, like, harpy girl who's like a human otaku, and by uh. that I mean she's like a monster who's very into human culture, um, which is weird for monsters, but... Uh, so she's like, oh, there's a real human girl here. I want to hang out with her and talk to her and everything. And uh, the princess is just like, huh, if I murder her, I could use her wings, the feathers from her wings for a nice pillow or something. So um, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> that's that—that's kind of the the level of humor. Right, I mean, that, that sounds
3: kind of like the humor you've described before,
1: right? Of like um, this, uh... And they've also been, they've started to show the hero guy who is on his way to rescue the princess. But apparently he really sucks. Yeah. <laughs>
3: like, sucks as a person, or just, like, sucks as a hero? Uh,
1: he sucks at being a hero. Okay. He, he's very much, like, the classic, I will go save the princess and everything. Like, he doesn't seem like a bad person, but, like, he's just very bad at being a hero apparently, because sure. he can't find the castle I mean, or that's anything. the only way you get some humor out of this situation, right? Yeah, and so like, the, so, like, the, so, like, the demons are like, our job is to fight the hero, we gotta help him. So he, they're actually, like, trying to, like, actively guide him to where the castle is. <laughs> but... It keeps getting, uh, their plans keep getting ruined because the princess steals their, like, they're trying to, like, leave these artifacts and things just to help him and, like, these different magical treasures and whatnot, and the, and the princess keeps stealing them to uh, turn into, like, a bed or whatever, so <laughs> that's kind of mixed in there as well. So, again, there's not really a whole lot to say, it's just, it's a fun, silly show, and sure. I'm still watching it. I'm glad I did. it's It's just an enjoyable thing to watch every week. Um, more fun than Kuma 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 Bear, but uh, all right, let's uh, let's talk about Talentless Nana. Let's
3: get back into some child murder.
1: yay <laughs> yeah. Woohoo! So, um, Zig, Zig, did you catch up with this at all? Or I, did you have, I have you, not. You on unfortunately, watching it? you know, I, I okay. I'm watching enough
2: stuff and writing enough stuff that I have not been I, able to catch up with it.
1: I, I'm kind of trying to feel out how much I should spoil or whatever, but the when we last talked, we talked about the we, we left off on the cliffhanger with the, the yes. necromancer girl yeah. that she was fighting. Um, I will say the necromancer girl proves to be a pretty formidable opponent, which was nice. Um, and I will kind of tie in back to what we were talking about in Great Pretender and what I've said previously where, again, the fact that NaNa, like, has to figure things out on the fly and it's not just like everything goes according to her plan and you know she has to take calculated risks that she doesn't know is going to work for sure. I I think Um, it's a
2: good contrast because obviously the first episode showed us that she is capable of running the long con And then, so we get to see her at her best, but also, you know, in subsequent episodes, we've seen her on the defensive. So we get a good idea of both what she's capable of, but also the pressure that she's under, which is a
1: big difference
2: from Great Pretender, obviously.
1: Right. And so while you know, yes, of course, she's going to get out in the end because the show would end if she doesn't, Um, (laughs) the, you know... She is actually in real danger, and in a, a lot of the times, and it's like, okay, so how's she gonna get out of this one? Whereas in Great Pretender, you know, nobody's ever in any real danger in Great Pretender, but um, but yeah, the one thing I will say is once the Necromancer arc came to an end, I, I, I the, the one this is probably the biggest thing I have not liked in the show so far is how that ended because. You kind of almost are rooting for the necromancer because Nana is not a good right, person. It, <laughs> she's like the villain of yeah, the show. Yeah, it's always difficult when you have villainous protagonists because you a- you and, have to make them relatable and,
2: regardless.
1: Yeah, and um, so you're almost kind of rooting for the necromancer girl to beat her because she's actually a pretty formidable opponent. Who she's like she's been giving Nana more problems than even like the the main guy. That was that's been her like who hasn't even been in this arc really at all. And at the I you know, again, I, I don't want to spoil details on this show because this is definitely a show that kind of gets ruined by spoilers, but they kind of at the end try to justify well, maybe not justify, but make you more sympathetic towards Nana, or at least understand I what why she's doing what she's doing and they kind of flip over to m- painting the necromancer girl in a much more negative light out of nowhere. That feels like of it feels like a common tactic
2: in these
3: kinds of shows where yeah, it's th- easier yeah, to th- just th- like portray the, vill- the 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 antagonist of your protagonist villain as worse than the protagonist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, and they they kind of try to do that, but whatever, <sighs> it just it does it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I I prefer to, like, look, we all know Nana's a bad person. Let's just, let's not try to, you know, clean that up or change that or, or make this other character look a lot I, worse than I, they've looked up to now with some plot points that came out of nowhere. I mean, the thing is, though, kind it, of is thing. that, as
2: I just said, it's very hard to write bad people as your heroes you know and the the classic get out is you know to write them against even worse people i mean there's a reason why when you're playing as agent 47 the only people he knocks off are Mm -hmm. like super bastards because you know it's the only way to make yourself enjoy what's happening and you know i think it's possible to write a bad person as your lead and still have like an interesting and exciting story but it takes a great deal more effort, you know, you have to operate at a much, much higher level of narrative, and that can be difficult, obviously.
1: Yeah, and I think they've done a decent job with it up to now, because they they do explain Nana's motivation, which is not really good, but you can understand from her perspective why she might feel the way she does, even though, as the audience, you don't agree with it, but, you know, you can see, because, I mean, she was... You know, basically brainwashed as a child to do to do this. and there's maybe not maybe she does not know all the information about what's happening. So, um, you can kind of understand that part of it. So in that way, I, again, I don't want to say sympathetic, but at least you can like understand her motivations and why she's doing. Yeah, what she's you can doing. you can
2: make characters three dimensional without necessarily and, removing them it, from the bad side. Right, of the to play. make it
1: so that it's not like it's not like she's just evil, for, and she's doing this because she wants to murder people. Like she's not like just like a you know a serial killer. You know, she thinks she's doing the right thing or whatever, and you can kind of understand that. But then to, to then go, but then to like go to the point where you're going out of your way to make her victims look like bad people like out of nowhere when they weren't and just kind of pulling something out last minute uh, that, that was very clumsy on this particular arc but again like you said this this kind of thing's really hard to pull off um, and I'm encouraged
2: that they're trying
1: you know, at least you know they're probably not going get it, to get it right I, I would time, much but, rather
2: that they try and fail than just you know not try at all I've always said that about you know everything that I like to read or watch or whatever, you know? So, I again, right. you know, this is such... I mean, I, I would also much prefer that they try and yes, succeed, course, but know, yes. But, <laughs> again, you know, this, this thing is operating on a level so far above what we were expecting that it's hard not to feel like it's kind of just a nice bonus, if that makes sense, like... Right. Because since our expectations were they They've already zero, cleared the bar.
1: Yes. Right. This is all just... Uh... Yeah, so I, I'm still enjoying it. Uh, I will be interested to see what you know next, yeah. where they go from here, as far as you know. I'll try
2: and catch up before the next episode. I'm on there. Uh...
1: You know, as far as like um, ramping up the difficulty, uh, so to speak, for, for her uh, her murder spree <laughs> here. Like, you know, each of each of the people she's taking out is getting like more and more difficult. Yeah. And I, it's gonna to be tough to top this one, so you we'll, know, we'll see. see. Maybe they'll have to move sideways into some sort of different circumstance. Yeah, maybe we'll get a fun side story where she can just easily <laughs> off somebody. I don't know, but <laughs> all right, uh, let's catch up with Adachi and Shimomura. Another show. Um, I th- that <laughs> we, only we, you we may watching- not all agree on we may not we may not agree on this one but i actually really like this show um it just has not been it's not the type of show that there's really a lot to i i talk think about. it's
2: brilliant in bursts like i i think that it's occasionally very sweet and very charming and and you know even quite funny i just don't think that the split is enough you know i think it's like maybe 80 20 boring crap to like inspired bits and and it's difficult for me to recommend it based on that sort
1: of ratio i i th- i don't agree with the ratio but yes in general um there is a lot of just i don't know but i i i i think i think it's actually i actually enjoy it a lot um two things i will i will say uh they did dial back the dempa ona girl yes yeah, so though it looks like she'll she be back not... with a vengeance soon I, I yeah maybe but at least for a couple episodes she's basically been non non entity. Uh so that was good and we've had more time to actually just focus on Adachi and Shimomura. Um I'm finding, now that we're about halfway through, I'm finding it interesting that, like, I was expecting this to turn into one of those shows where I'm just yelling, you know, just make out already on the, at the screen. And <laughs> see, I, don't I am necessar- doing that. <laughs> see, I don't necessarily feel that way, and I, I know, no matter what I think, that's kind of the direction they're headed, but... Uh, I, I feel like at least at the moment it's a very one sided thing going on here. Like it's very it's very blatantly obvious that Adachi is madly head over heels, whatever, in love with uh, Shimamura. I mean I, or I I think
2: Adachi is just generally a much more interesting character than Shimamura. Shimamura's kind of a bit perfect, if that makes sense. Like I know they tried to give her some some gristle with that weird episode in the sauna but anime right but
1: yeah i mean the, i think she's whereas adachi's kind of more of the innocent puppy dog following her around shima more is supposed to be kind of the more like do i want to say jaded uh or maybe indifferent mature type perhaps. of character maybe yeah well maybe i don't know if mature is even the right word because she doesn't really know what she wants versus whereas adachi does and um so right. I, it doesn't necessarily feel like a two-sided i don't feel like Shimomura has the same feelings that adachi has let's right put but, it that way at least not the same but level. like
2: there hasn't been any attempt to explore that if that makes sense like adachi's plot line is kind of cliched and it's not anything we haven't seen before but at least they're giving her agency and you know an internal monologue that we're we're in tune with and we know where she's going, you know. Shimomura is just kind of
1: there, and uh, like, I can't really but, define I mean, that, her as a character, honestly. I mean, but that, like, her character is I mean, it is supposed to be kids figuring things out here, right? Right, but, so, but they don't come across... Sh- Shimomura doesn't know what she wants or what she likes, or what's Yeah, I,
2: I just, you know, I kind of don't get that. I think... I think a real problem with the with the show is that, like, a lot of this kind of revolves around Adachi being an oddball and, you know, a rebel who's skipping class and hasn't got good grades up until now. But, you know, it's anime, so she's beautiful and looks picture perfect <laughs> and everybody is impeccably well-behaved. And there's just not really the sense of her being... An outcast, or you know, a a black sheep in the way that the show seems to want us to believe. It just seems all very genteel.
0: What do you What do you mean, Zig? They told us that she was, therefore, (laughs) we 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 need to pretend that she is the whole time.
1: I don't know if they're pushing really that hard in that direction. I mean, it's. I mean, look. I mean, this is a very. Uh huh um it's that kind of show like it's it's not they're not going for any heavy drama or anything here it's 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 a very um slow gentle type of show and i mean that's whether you like that or not is you know up to everybody's personal preference but that that is the type of show that it is and i think it's doing a good job of that type of show but yeah
2: yeah no i i get where you're coming um, from you know but just just for me you know there's there's a sense of frustration about the whole thing
1: yeah i mean it's it's not gonna you know Adachi's not gonna be in a you know a biker jacket smoking cigarettes in the bathroom here it's uh It's it's not that kind of show. So But what if um, she was? What if she was doing that? Then it would be a it different show. It would be show. a much better um, show. I <laughs> I disagree. It would be different. But <laughs> we, we we could we could we could sit here saying no you're wrong all day. <laughs> yes, but, yes. Uh point point is I, I I you know I'm enjoying it and I you know I'm still watching it. I think it's good. It just the the episode the episode stuff like I mean they do the Christmas and Valentine's episode basically is last couple episodes like it's not really a whole lot else to dive in there on it but all right well uh, speaking of characters uh...
3: who do wear biker jackets
1: yeah let's get to our (laughs) weekly gushing over akudama drama yo holy
3: shit man dude oh i think these last two episodes like just i don't know to me like I said this last time as well of like a perfect encapsulation of like what makes this show work so well, but I feel like these last two episodes have also been a perfect encapsulation of what makes this (laughs) show work so well. I
2: I think what's been most impressive to me is how the show has kind of slightly shifted towards genuine drama and has done so fairly effectively and, you know, in keeping with its style. Like, I don't necessarily think, you know, a, a story of genetically modified super children is the most you know the most original thing in the world but i think that you know they're using their strengths which is you know great audio visual presentation and a certain kind of weird creepiness like with the bunny and shark shorts and stuff like that you know and they've used it to kind of make the stakes feel tangible and everything you know they've dialed the seriousness up a notch without losing the crazy energy
3: Sure, okay. But also, let's talk about that brawler-executioner fight, right? <laughs> so, like, y'all y'all have heard me say this time and time again about, like, in a lot of ways, in, you know, in a lot of ways, anime is a little bit like pro-wrestling in the sense that it doesn't actually matter who wins or loses. What matters is, was the fight actually good? Was the booking good, so to speak? Like, If a character has to lose, if a character needs to exit from the stage, ideally you make them go out on as high of a note as possible, right? So that like so, you think he's actually dead? Brawler?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I. That feels the I would I would bet
2: considerable money against that.
0: So you don't think the executioners dead either? Then Uh,
1: I think he's more likely to be dead than Brawler. I think I think there's a maybe like a thirty percent chance Brawler comes back as Mecha Brawler. <laughs>
3: yeah, I was gonna honestly, that was my take. Was like, there's like a I'd say there's like a a, a, a one in four chance that he comes back like I don't I don't think it's hundred percent he's dead. Or
1: like it's probably like slightly higher odds that he's right. Dead, but, they like
3: cut out his brain and put a computer in there or something. But like I, uh, I don't know. I think the way I'll, I'll
1: give you my theory after we talk about sure. the the twist in. uh... The yeah fair episode, enough but, yeah. The, the,
3: the twist and like the stuff they've introduced do le- lend some credence to like well you know i bet I, I do bet this is a universe in which you could legitimately bring someone back from the dead but you know i think even if he's not dead like the way they framed that episode like it's such a good like send off to both of those characters like you know again Executioner Brawler, not exactly the most, like, deeply written characters you've ever seen in an anime, but you make- the show just does such a good job of making sure, like, hey, if these characters are done, if we're never seeing these guys ever again, the last memory you'll have of them is, like, the best one possible. Like, the staging of their fight, right? The constant, like, the the weird, like, rolling fight they have across different environments, right? From, like, Ferris wheels to abandoned train, like, bridges and stuff. It's- it's- you know the rain, the lightning, the it's all like so. Just that show just has such a style to it, and I mean it's it's it a really great
2: example of of how the how you know anime is a visual medium, and you can do your vi- your storytelling almost purely through visuals. You know,
3: right? Like. This is one of those, like, again, right, it's, it's it's you know, like, look, Brawler and Execution is like, rivalry is not really that deep, right? It's basically just, it, it basically just boils down to, you know, you're not so different, you and I, you know, we live for the killing, right? We live, <laughs> love the violence, don't you? You know, but it works. It works for those characters and what they are, right? Like... You know, we have seen these two dudes fighting back and forth like the last few episodes, right? We have seen Executioner single-handedly rip this fucking crew up time and time again, and it's it's really, really satisfying. You know, again, I think these characters are done for, right? I mean, I, I think that, you know, barring a flashback or, like, you know, Brawler's ghost smiling at the cast from the sky, like... <laughs> I, I, I think these guys are done, I, and... So I think they did a really good job of like writing them out of the story. I, it,
2: I will it, say that I as good as the Brawler executioner fight was, my favourite part of that conflict was the bit where Cutthroat gets involved to save Swindler and does so in like the most horrifying way you can possibly imagine. Oh yeah. And mm, the like... way like the way they choose the shots to make it escalate. So first, you think that totally. first you think that Cutthroat has saved Swindler. Then you realize that Cutthroat has saved Swindler by using a child as a human shield. And then you realize that he's done it by going <laughs> through the child. Is <laughs> right, you know,
0: right.
3: It, it's very effective,
2: that, right? That, like, that
0: sort of thing is, shows up a lot in this show, I think. Because like also in the next episode when uh, the 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 traitor happens. They reveal it by throwing a knife, uh throwing the Right. Th- it's Doctor and she throws the scalpel to cut Right, but because up, but, up till then your, right.
3: your expectation is like, oh, a knife it must be right. cutthroat. for throat. like
0: half a second you know it's cutthroat because they threw a knife.
2: It's the kind of misdirection which serves no greater purpose but it's just a stylistic flourish which adds a right. degree it's of a uncertainty that, to the situation. And
3: I think it actually got us really good, like, as Eero can attest, after the end of the brawler episode right, because the end of the brawler episode does end with like, what I think is like a right. really really beautifully directed shot of, of Hoodlum standing by Brawler's yes. body and picking up the Executioner's, like, beam, tonfo thing. And then it just cuts to black, right? And it's like, there's no, like, it's mm, right. it's beautiful. Mm. But like, then one then of my favorite, yeah. like,
0: scenes in anime in a while. And so scene, and, and then yeah. her still alive, makes you think, maybe Cutthroat's like, traitor. Or, no, uh, or uh, Hoodlum? Hoodlum, right, yeah, yeah.
3: Because we, we, we were so obsessed with this theory that, oh, He's a because the OP Right, or not, no, not even that, but like, and this, this, again, this paranoia only exists because of the OP, which means you know the creators of the show did this on purpose, right, of introducing four executioners in the OP, and so, you know, me and Eero got so wrapped up in this, like, oh, fuck, like, like, Hoodlum is the fourth executioner in Disguised, right, he's Deep Cover or something, <laughs> you know, like, they have a similar build, right, like, this is, like, we got so wrapped up in that perfect misdirection, like, did not even see the doctor betrayal coming. Like, like they got us so obsessed with like, what's Hoodlum's deal? Like, what happened to the the student at the end? Right? Because she's still alive at the end of the episode. Right? Like, did he spare her? Did he just maim her to maintain his cover? Like, and then of course yeah. we're talking about like, oh, Cutthroat's... and I really, I really,
1: Sorry, I really on. like that they didn't actually show what happened there. All right? We like,
0: just go to afterwards.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like. And I, you know, I don't know if that's to maintain some form of mystery or like we just maybe didn't even need to see but it. But also
2: I, I think it's a great style choice, but, you
1: know, because because yeah, you've shown, I th- I think, you've shown I think,
2: all this violence on screen. And so the only right, way really to the only way fight, to top like, that
1: is to not show right. the violence. And it Yeah. Right. Like like for as as over the top and violent as the show is, but like I, like the next episode they're literally showing people's heads getting chopped off. Yeah. Um the uh you know, as as wild and as over top the show, as the show can be, they also know when to show restraint, which is awesome. Yeah,
3: like I mean, it's the thing, right? Like, I love, I love that Brawler Executioner fight, but like we don't even see the last punch. They know that we don't even need to see it, right? Like, right. we've seen this guy throw Ferris wheels at each other, we've seen these guys, like oh man, that shot where, like, Brawler, like, tosses down the fucking, like, Ferris wheel carriage, and they just both get in it, and start punching each other inside of it, is so good. Yeah. But like, because they've already shown us all these great scenes, we don't even need to see the conclusion of the fight. Like it's because it can't be topped. It, it, only our imagination can 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 really like top what they've shown us. And I right, mean, right.
1: Ju- just but, to move away. Oh, what, sorry, once you have got to the point where your brain can fill in the rest, you've yeah, done your job yeah, totally. as the you know. And as um, the just
2: just to move away from like the action stuff for a moment, I also think the flashbacks to the to the laboratory are um extremely well done and like maintain the show's very strong sense of style but in a completely totally. different way you know like they use kind of the the repeated visual mm. motifs stuff like the pools of blood getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it's almost yeah. comical you know, and they use the idea of just repeating this same bit of footage ad nauseum. It's not a new idea; it's been done before, you know. But I think it's effective, and it shows how well they can change the gear into something that's a little bit more creepy and much yeah, lower no, speed. It, it really is.
3: Yeah, it really is done well. I, I definitely do not want to like imply that the action is the only thing the show is doing well. Like, no, no, of course. I not. mean, that is definitely like the thing that I think got us all invested. But I think as the show has continued, like. I think we we're all slowly beginning to realize, oh, no, this show actually, like, can totally oh, get a, it done, even when they're oh, not so fighting I, I have to life. mention
2: it. I have to mention it. Um... The twist that the moon doesn't exist anymore <laughs> yeah, is one about of the it's, all-time it's, it's, great
0: it's, out of It's the one-two punch of no, we're it's, escaping to the moon, yeah. and then they say, "No, you fools, you can't do that."
1: Yeah, let's 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 talk about that episode. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's. True. I I did save the screen. <laughs> I did save the one screenshot of uh, Just out of
3: context. <laughs> God, out of context,
1: <sighs> which was hilarious with the um. The uh, the lady who's the head of the executioners yelling ridiculous. You can't go to the moon or yeah. something. I'm like, yep, that's that's right. where we've escalated but, like, to the, at the this point. The truly
3: great thing is like the reasoning is like far more like over the top than like you might expect, right? Because like normally you expect, oh, you'll never get to the moon. We'll destroy this rocket. No, it's like no, it's not that you're you'll never get to the moon. It's that the very like your fundamental right. goal was invalidated before you even existed. <laughs> like right. <laughs> Yeah. like there was never a moon for you to go to. It's, it's a uh, magnificent. Like, I get like we bombed Kanzai we, we talk-
0: so hard that the moon broke.
3: <laughs> right, and I think that's that's also beautiful world building, right? Because we don't need to see what happened. We just need we just have the implication that the Kanto Kanzai War was so destructive. Somehow the moon was collateral damage, and right. I. <laughs>
1: <laughs> again, letting your brain fill in the rest. Uh, is, uh... Yeah,
3: and like, again, we keep saying, like, oh, man, this show's so dumb. But also, in that last episode alone, I think everybody here was, like, probably thrown off at least two or three <laughs> times by things... Yeah, it I don't
1: may maybe think... dumb, but uh, we're dumber, apparently. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> right? I mean, like, I, th- I think I... the Doctor twist
2: is so effective because... Two things. One, she's definitely been one of the less visible of the Akudama up to this point. And two, she's mostly been used for comic relief, like having her head cut off and then somehow yeah, being but fine. Yeah,
3: but I also I think this also was super effective because... So, this is something I talked about with Iro before she's, the most recent episode came she's out. She's critical
0: to the group survival.
3: Right, she is the linchpin of the group survival. So, her being the traitor is actually the most damaging betrayal. Like... Right before before that episode, I had speculated with Iro. Oh, we're gonna like lose an Akadama per episode now, right? Like now that Brawler's out, now that like Hacker for now has left the scene, he'll come back, of course. Like we're gonna just be like one way or another losing an Akadama like per episode, and who better to go next than Doctor? Because she like execution yeah, would have killed probably these- a.
1: We've probably lost uh, Cutthroat at this point, too. But.
3: Yeah, yeah. Especially if Doctor's not going to heal him up again, right? Like, Right. Like well, we'll we're... see.
1: There's a lot of possibilities
2: still out there. True.
3: That is true. But I, I do like that. Like, oh, yeah. Like, you realize, like, you know, the executioner doesn't need to, like, make excuses or be a sort of loser. He would have legitimately killed these Akudama, like, three times over if not right. for Doctor. So, and now, right. so having now,
0: now when Cutthroat gets his legs chopped off again... Who's gonna pull them back on? It ain't gonna be doctors. So. <laughs> and,
3: well, that's
1: that's um, I, that kind of comes to my theory on it. Because yes, I was gonna mention we've been losing an Akadama, pretty much per episode, in the past couple of episodes, and they've kind of been whittling the group down to where we're we're basically just let's just down to Swindler, uh, well, Hoodlum too, but yeah, I don't Courier's know. Courier's there. Know. I mean, he's still hanging. Oh, up. yeah, Cur- and Courier, right. I know he's
3: not doing much, but he is but, there. But,
1: I mean, but Swindler's in the... It ends with her in the ship with the yeah, kids, right? Yeah, Well, So that, that's, like, the final... Uh, that, that's ultimately what they're getting at. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering, is this just bringing everybody down to the lowest point and then we're going to have everybody re- in one glorious re- reunion at the end somehow. Um, I mean, I also think, th- you know, is, is, cause, cause they do, te- they do explain doctor's motivation. Doctor's motivation is not that she was like an enforcer, but she was basically just trying to get off the hook. Right. And she wanted gets- amnesty. Right, and so she gets screwed over, which I'm like ninety nine percent certain she, she will. will. Yeah, let's be real. She's <laughs> gonna is she just gonna flip back and get the group back together and we're back in action to take down the, you know, the enforcers. Maybe, yeah. Um, I, I think that, it does that's... depend
3: on what happens next, right? Because if Dodger's betrayal gets multiple people killed, I don't know necessarily how forgiving the rest of the group is going to be, but you know, it's maybe her make good I... is she saves cutthroat, right? Like maybe when the, the executioners inevitably be like, you know, to t- decide to close, you know, tie up loose ends, her mate good is actually, no, see, I saved all the people who were dying, so please forgive yeah, me, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you guys have said it wouldn't be out of the possibility of bringing dead people like Brawler back. I mean, Doctors I, literally brought herself back from the dead right. several times at this point. So, <laughs> you know, you know, our, you know, he could show up and like, how are you still alive? And you know, it was a flesh wound, they'll, right? They'll just they'll just, they can just they've already hand waved those things before. So right. let's they, I I you know that's I, that's why I think that's always still on. I game. mean, I think it's but, definitely
3: possible, but sorry, go ahead. I sorry. mean,
1: because if they if they don't go that route, and we still have what like
3: half a show, we still left. have
1: quite a few many episodes yeah. left. <laughs> like I don't want to go five episodes of just Swindler and the kids.
3: Neither um, do I. And I don't I think, think that will happen. Done...
1: Yeah, so I, I feel like, because I mean, we we at least know Hacker's still out there, right? Maybe yeah. he comes back as like the start of rebuilding the group, right? And but, but I, I, I think there will be somehow everybody gets back together for one. I mean, last, the, uh, the thing
2: <laughs> I was going to say was that. Um, I think that that's a distinct possibility. I also think that like there's the distinct possibility that the show might end on a bittersweet or like a straight out bad ending, and I think I'm much more confident in its ability to pull that off after seeing what they have. I first.
1: mean, everybody might still be, everyone might still die in the last episode, but I think before that yeah, yeah, happens, yeah, of course, you know, there will be a glorious they'll get it. They'll stand, get the gang yes. back together. But, for this one, is one know, of
3: those situations where I almost wish like. That that one of us was a dengun Ropa fan. Like, I don't want to be that person, but like, I wish <laughs> I mean, one of us was. I, just to I, inform I have, like the sensibilities have, of right. this writer.
0: I have I have I have gone through and Roppongi one prior to Akame Drive. So
3: okay, like, is does is that is that a game that like? Because my understanding is that game was always pretty like upfront about hey, we're just gonna kill people and oh, they're yeah. not gonna come back. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I kind of would prefer that. On, like, look, look, brawler. Brawler was my favorite of the crew, like, like without full, a doubt. By the end of but, Rumpa,
0: like, th- like two thirds of the cast has been killed.
3: Right. So, like, my susp- again. You know, not to judge a work by the creator's past works, but I kind of hope it veers closer to that direction. Not, not in a, like a mean spirited grim way, but like, you know, in the way that like, hey, the stakes are real. Like, people. Like, people's lives are on the line. I kind of prefer that. I prefer that to, you know, as fun as it would be to do a on like, the third style, get the whole crew back together. I think the show works better if the stakes feel legitimate.
1: I just feel like the way they've been presenting the loss of each character as a way of kind of showing how valuable they were is kind of building you up for them all coming back together i mean alternatively
3: this is how the show is going to make the less useful members of the crew shine right like when suddenly you're down to fucking swindler and hoodlum, right it's like you're gonna have to start finding ways to justify like making them shine as characters like making them take the the the, the stage yeah i mean
1: and you can you can do that because i mean we again got a lot of time left true true You know, I, I you know we they can whittle them down. You know, maybe for another episode or two before you know maybe we have to start building the team back up again. And I, I th- and again, this is all my speculation. I just feel like that's what we've been. Set I up for. think
2: that one other thing that's interesting is how far they are going to go towards resolving the weird Kanto Kansai kind of you know societal hierarchy slash oh, I love religious <laughs> angle they've got going there. Like because, you know, if that like, is this ultimately going to tear down the walls there and reveal like this this kind of weird society that you know has genetically engineered super children to try and be immortal? And like are they going to, you know, is this incident going to spiral out of control and destroy that balance? And uh, I'll be interested to see how big the scope of the story gets because I think it could work either way. I'm interested to see which one they choose.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, show's good. that shows good. Who
3: would have thought this show of all shows would be the one? With <laughs> be like, Th- right? This is In- our <laughs> intensely discussing our... the lore of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is our big
1: surprise show for sure. I mean, yeah.
0: Really. all right yep
3: well speaking Crack, of oh, shows uh, my
0: knuckles and yeah <laughs>
1: yeah let's talk about oh my god's hate whatever so I, just, I don't know um to... you know, you want i to i'm personally I've been
0: writing posts on this show uh yeah
1: i'm personally falling out of love with this thing yeah hard, me, but, yes. uh,
0: but i've written half been... of the po- I've, I've written posts for half of the show i'm gonna keep going
1: yeah um, so, Ira, what do you think of the latest developments uh, going on? Uh, they in the last are couple they are
0: depressingly conventional. Let's say, yep. uh, I think the, the the part of the show that interested me to begin with was the sort of more urban, industrialized fantasy world and the plot around smuggling guns and stuff. Uh, and now that the plot is becoming magic monsters and human experiments and cold cold fire and stuff what if mk ultra but with werewolves (laughs) i'm like i'm less interested uh
3: i
2: think um one of one of the things that we've just talked about with akudama is how superior presentation makes the story of that show much more palatable and i think this is kind mm -hmm. of the opposite i think there's still a potentially interesting story here and even you know if it's cliched, I don't necessarily think that's the death now. But I think right. the presentation has been underwhelming, and you know, th- oh,
3: dude, it's bad this yeah, that, week. Like. like-
1: yeah the last episode looked yeah like I ass- mean that, ass- like, there's like a line God, the fucking, there's a line between fight
3: quote unquote like oh
1: that, that was on the level of like Yatterman Night finale <laughs>
2: right oh, uh, oh, I mean there's a line
1: between low key and
2: just sort of low effort and they've they've kind of drifted past it at this point you know and, and I think yeah. you know at I don't
1: think it's the show's main problem,
2: but it's I, I think, helping. you know, if they uh, put a bit more verve into the material, I think that that would help. At least, I mean, I'm not saying it needs to go all out balls to the wall, you know, but it does kind of feel like they're going through the motions a bit at this point. Yeah, I, yeah.
3: I think, I, I definitely echo Eero's sentiment that, like, all the things we liked about this show are being, like, more and more pushed to the sidelines as, like, Again, how much of this is now that we know what the game is? But like, how, like the plot of Magatsu, the anime is becoming increase, it, it is becoming increasingly more apparent how this anime leads into the game, and that's right. Like just way less interesting, I think. And like, yeah,
1: and I, they they weren't even really getting into too much into, you know. To me like the interesting things are the, the bits that Iro said kind of the more grounded you know you know gun smuggling whatever uh-huh. stuff that was going on in the beginning and also the 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 dual protagonist thing they don't even really do much with that oh, that, gone,
0: that maybe has maybe gone like, absolutely like, nowhere right like there,
3: there is no there is no possible way you can like make the reasonable argument that Leo is a protagonist in this show like he he is incidental, right. like he is a side character. But I, but I
1: think he's I think he's supposed to be. <laughs> I, like I agree, they're yes, not. They're but not... Then,
3: then they have fundamentally failed to portray him as one because like right. Leo's entire contribution to this plot is just being the one cop who sort of hems and haws about police brutality and torture, but right. like doesn't actually do right. anything meaningful to oppose it.
1: Yeah, I like, want some of right, like the I, Empire, I, but I already know that's not going to happen. I've like I I run the game, post so. like
0: the most Leo has done at risk to himself is like tell his boss uh hey can I be there hey, when you torture should, her duh. so that maybe you don't torture her that hard and then meanwhile Inumail is like literally running interference for the cops or stabbing right, like, monsters Right, like like they keep trying to lean into these like oh Leo's the hero and Inumail's
3: just like the hapless coward who got caught up in all this and it's like yeah but, all, but fucking Inumail's the one who's getting shit done like <sighs>
1: Yeah, he's the one. He's the one actually like, like, out there. He's a
3: he's a way more active protagonist. Like Leo is entirely reactive. Like
1: right, he yeah. doesn't do
3: anything in this show. Like to his own end, it's all just following orders. Like even if you want to make the I argument don't... that Inumail is only here because he's getting swept up in like a bad situation, he could duck and hide. Like he really could. <laughs> well, no, they.
1: Like, I I think. In the the last couple of episodes they very explicitly show him making the decision right. to get involved. Yeah. Like and even even though he's still claiming he's not part of the group or whatever he's in it. it like, he he chose yeah to help in in this latest like, operation. They, they did not ask him to Yeah, do like,
3: that. like, he's doing more than the bare minimum they would expect of him, right? Like, he's right. volunteering for the mission, even if, you know, he's being asked by another character. You know, he's doing stuff to actually aid them, to help them, right? I mean, he goes to go and you know, he goes to find, um, uh, Ben and Arnold, right? Like, right. he didn't have to do that. Like, he chose to. And in a lot of ways, that's, you know, as cliche as it is, that's the true sign of a hero, right? <laughs> like, You know, is doing the right right thing, even when it's not asked of you. And, again, that makes him a way more interesting character. So to know, eventually he becomes, like, the edgy, like, you know, anti-villain, anti-hero whatever of of the game is just like...
0: It's just like, I don't know what the show wants me to think, because the supposed criminals are clearly shown to be
1: nicer than Empire. I think, and again, I, I think I said this last time, but... yeah. The having played yeah. the game, and knowing that they're they're gonna talk a big game here and not go anywhere, is right. what's really killing it for me. Like they're bringing up a lot of these big topics, like you know, in the beginning I thought it was like you know we're fighting the evil empire or whatever, but I already know that's not going anywhere. Um, you know, and they're just they're. They're bringing these things up, but they're not going to actually say anything. I don't right. feel like, and it's just, I feel. Yeah. like I mean, my it's, it's part of the just... problem with
2: every prequel. right? you're moving towards a fixed point, and that takes away a great deal of the drama, quite frankly. Yeah,
3: yeah, but I, I think it's also even like, even if you're moving to a fixed point, I think there, like, there are ways to like make that that interesting. Like mm-hmm. Magatsu feels like the show that like. On a whiteboard somewhere in the pre production <laughs> of this show, they wrote down portray Headkeeper and the Empire as, like, you know, not necessarily both sides are equal, but, like, we're going to try to give an even handed portrayal of both sides, right? Like, right, like, there's good
1: and bad on both sides, and like then that kind of thing, right?
3: That whiteboard got immediately ignored once the show went into production. Like, because, again, like, there, as, you know, it's like, as everyone's saying, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing redeeming about the Empire. <laughs> like, you can't even, you can't even do the, like, ah, there are good people here working within a flawed system, because there aren't any good people. Right.
0: Like, you can't, I refuse to. The only to, good people on you know, like, the Empire show and have been the ones helping that <laughs> game.
3: Right, like Leo, I, 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 like at this point, I've accepted. I can't actually call Leo a good person, as in his current, you know, incarnation in this show. I don't know. Maybe in the game, he's like, man, I feel really bad about all those like war crimes I committed. But like right now, like, I don't give a fuck if he feels guilty or he feels bad about committing police brutality. He's still doing it. Like, he isn't. Right. He, he isn't a good person, even if he feels bad about it. Like. <laughs> Like,
2: i mean part of the problem is also that we simply haven't seen a great deal of him like he tends to he tends to pop up just enough to remind you that this guy is here and he's nominally a main character but you know it's mostly just been him doing soldier things and it's it's you know there's no depth to his actions you know and there's no sort of through thread running whereas with uh how do you pronounce it um in Umao like yeah. you know you can at least see the beginnings of a character arc you know an evolution of the character but you know Leocardio is just so so much a second thought that you know he's just sort of there he's wallpaper paste
1: so really the only question i have at this point is are they going to do the time skip in the anime or not
0: i could happen like the last episode
3: last episode yeah like penultimate episode is a the backlog, thi- the yeah. th- the Kool-Aid bomb that goes off and destroys the city, and then the epilogue is like, you know, where you go from there, basically. Everyone's
2: married, they have kids, the kids have the he um... story,
0: hella dead. <laughs>
1: they did They did introduce uh, Faust in the, the last yeah, episode, I, who...
0: He is one of the dudes where I went, that guy's probably in the game.
1: Yeah, so... I don't. I don't know if he'll actually be important in the anime, but he's basically your boss in Who the game. Who are we talking
0: about? The the the, the lab uh, coat man with the glasses.
1: Yeah, there's like oh, yeah, he's hair. A, there's like one. Wait, yeah, he's there's your, one. He's,
0: he's your boss in the game.
1: Yeah, he's basically your boss Isn't in the he... game. He's
3: but he's like obviously super evil. <laughs>
1: uh. No, well, no, he's so. He's not the guy that sets the... Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I thought you meant the guy later. who frees yeah.
3: all the monsters. Oh, yeah. my bad. Uh, yeah,
1: he, he's just some guy that Leo meets in the street, and, uh, and oh, Leo's like, dude, oh, yeah, this dude. is like my neighbor or whoever.
3: Okay, okay. So, um, okay, got it, got it. So,
1: I don't know if he's ever even going to show up in the anime again, but they did That might just be a, like, kinda, you know... That might just been a shout-out to the game. Guy. I don't know. But if he does show up again just for context he's the very first person you see in the game and he's basically your boss okay. he like runs the pc i generally do
2: it. not trust writers who name their characters faust just saying
1: <laughs> well yeah, what about guilty what do you it's, it's a little gear on, gear. on here. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little on the <laughs> It's a little on the nose. I would not let's describe say, the writing the, what
2: in *Guilty in Gear* as particularly high quality, <laughs> put it that way.
3: Well, you don't um. love that, like, Soul bad guy and Kai Kisuke are now technically in-laws, like.
2: <laughs> you you uh, obviously know way more about. I love the that we can, gear casually... than I do. we can casually.
1: We can casually just like say. That
3: ship's enough is the president of the United States. No, sasari, that bit's absurd.
1: Uh, yeah that would probably be an improvement but um (laughs) honestly
2: guilty gear writing when they just guilty gear writing peaked when they decided to call a guy chips enough like that's it how could you get better than that
1: (laughs) you can't you're really can't. i mean we we're saying like we're saying with a straight face the fact that there's a man named soul bad guy um (laughs) anyway but anyway um (laughs) Yeah, I'm I, I that's like I said, that's pretty much my only thing I'm looking forward to at this point is seeing if they do the time skip or not. Yeah. But I, I'm my hopes yeah. My hopes have been dashed yeah, on this. I, I think
3: at this point I don't think any of us are expecting the show to be
0: good yeah. by the end. I think we just You know, we In just all kinda of want of to it. see how it ends yeah. at this point.
1: Yeah. Uh, we will know, forever
0: chasing the, the shadow of Rage of Bahama Genesis. Yeah. Yes. T-
1: also I, I just want to apologize, I took a shot at Yatterman Night, but that show is very good. <laughs> oh
3: yeah, no, Yatterman Night's great. The last episode, however, is like they total fixed nightmare it, shit. They Blu-ray. Shit. I watched Not it. really. It's, they nominally fixed it's, it, it for the it, Blu-ray. It's less I obviously think they w- broken. Yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, I guess they didn't loop as many uh, bad... Like, if shots if but...
3: if the if the TV airing of Yetterman Night's last episode is a broken window, then the 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 Blu-ray version of Yetterman <laughs> Knight's finale is like duct taped yeah. over. Like like yeah. yeah, technically bugs and you know the bugs can't get in anymore. You know, but like. <laughs> It's not really fixed. I'll, I'll hold out for yeah. the
2: big budget movie
1: trilogy remake in a few years. There, <laughs> yeah, that that shows re- that show was really good though. So shout out to yeah, shout out to Yataman. Also, uh, you know, not a good show one. though.
2: You know, uh, just tangentially, any shout out to Yataman Knight must also be accompanied by a shout out to Titan Bucket and Twenty Four, which was extremely oh, yeah. good as well.
3: Well, I will second. Yes, yeah. speaking of shows that are perhaps not so good.
1: Ooh. Yeah, so uh, I figured now might be a good time to do a quick uh, Uh, Kamen Rider update if you guys... Go ahead.
2: It has improved greatly. It is now only completely terrible. (laughs) I was waiting for that. So what I mean by that is that the last few episodes have at least been coherent. They proceed from plot point A to plot point B in an extremely dull fashion. But that's considerably awesome. better than say, you know, episodes three, four, five, six, which were just kind of disasters.
0: Right. Like, I'd like I'd say this was zero exaggeration that we were watching Come Raider Sabre and I like thought to myself, Did I drink a lot of whiskey and don't remember drinking <laughs> because <laughs> I am a completely unable to follow this show. <laughs> like it, I, that's how I felt. I actually <laughs> felt like I, drunk. Like, did you start to feel yourself like disassociate?
2: Yes, absolutely. A little. It's, like,
3: it's, like, like you could see your body from the outside. Like I was the,
2: like, what am I doing? The The show is basic. Like those episodes were basic. <laughs> Any Any a show makes you ask, "What are you doing with your life?" is a bad. uh but, <laughs> that's that's the thing, you know. It's not merely that the writing was bad. You know, Carmen Ryder right, shows right. have been bad. They will be bad again. You know, it happens. But, you yeah. know, just, you know, it's almost like, you know, the whole blindfolded man and then have him throw darts with story ideas <laughs> on yeah. them, you know. It, oh, just, man. like, absolute incompetence on every level. The writing is awful. The acting is bad. These, like, the, the visual design of the show is disgusting, you know. The power-ups are lame. The fights are awful, you know. Like, all the things that... Like, it fails on so many levels, it's barely believable. And I will say that the last few episodes have been better than that.
0: Yeah, they brought in the good director.
2: Yeah, they brought in Koichi Sakamoto, who's a long-time director. We're big fans of his. You can always tell when he's on a project because mm-hmm. very large explosions start happening a lot. But um,
3: Which is, like, the one he's known for. Forza.
2: Like... Uh, Okay. Yeah, Yeah, he also directed Pogo. He also directed (laughs) Kyojuro, which I covered way back in the early days of the blog. And he was, he was uh, the the stunt coordinator on Power Rangers for a good deal of the, you know, two thousands. So.
3: I mean, I I asked because I'm curious, but I'll probably forget by the next time you bring up his name. Yeah, but, like, suffice (laughs) to say, like,
2: he is a good director. He has a very distinctive visual style. You can take it or leave it, but it's better than, like, just the mush of horrible shit But it
3: sounds like he's working with such bad source material here that, like, he can only do so much. Put it this way, like, like,
2: in nine episodes, they introduced seven separate riders. Um... Each Ooh, of whom of has writers. like a bunch of power ups. All of the power ups are terrible. Like, all of the yep. characters are terrible.
1: And <laughs> I mean, don't they all just have swords? Yeah, I was just, don't they all have like swords or power up?
0: You see, the, 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 their, their belts all three segments on them. And so there's a, there's a left, a signature, and a right. And so. Oh, you can mix and match. Uh-huh, them. Uh-huh, except they all, all Except right, they hey, all,
3: hey, except I, they I all suck. Uh, <laughs> Is it just bit sword or bigger Yeah, I, I sword mean, like, well, it's, like
2: it's kind of hard yeah. to offer any sort of meaningful critique of the show yeah. because it's just so bad.
0: I have a meaningful critique. It's supposed to be like a book fairy tale themed, and half of the power ups just aren't books or fairy I tales. I mean,
2: like what about the fairy tale about the hedgehog?
0: Right. Like, okay, it's like sure, Jack the Beanstalk. Okay, Peter Pan. Okay, like lamp and aladdin i'm like okay fine and then this power up is needle hedgehog that lets me shoot needles and i'm like what story is this i've never Hmm. heard of this or just like soaring pegasus and i I fly it's like no what what is the plot what like which well-known fairy tales i mean
2: they also gave two flying power-ups to the water themed rider which is like a (laughs) hilarious Like, indictment on how shit? little they care.
0: Right. He gets P. I. he has pure pants, soaring pegasus, yeah. but he's the water guy. The wind uh, guy
2: doesn't have these. Yeah, it's
0: He's a ninja. Like what is look, what is the design like, of this
2: shit? Look. Carmen Rider shows are by their very nature extremely formulaic, and I don't think anybody yes. would argue that the best parts of a Carmen Rider show are the first dozen or so episodes. You know, <laughs> they can be good, but generally you get the pay dirt at the end, you know. But like, this past episode has literally been the first time that we actually have any sort of concept about what they're fighting about. Like, the bad guys simply seem to right. have no motivation. They're generically evil. But we don't know why. And... right, And, right. like, the heroes are stopping them from
0: doing something something
2: like I, sounds bad yes <laughs> I, I
3: just want to point out because i did a google search for uh, oh God. folk tales about hedgehogs and uh, there is in fact a wikipedia page uh labeled hedgehogs in culture that lists off uh the appearances of the hedgehog in popular folklore. Um, okay. Where, where, how does Sonic seems like a uh, into- seems like uh, there's a lot of like hedgehogs showing up in like Balkan folklore, Slavic sure, folklore, uh, sure. where the hedgehog is presented as a a a wise and a hard-working, no nonsense creature. Um, <laughs> do they like chili dogs? Uh, nothing about chili dogs here. No. Just um, does the
2: phrase "Let's do it, nah, to more- it appear in any of these? <sighs> folktales
3: no mostly just the hedgehog sleeping in and being late to a wedding nice okay. um that's what i do yeah
2: <laughs> put it this way i would enjoy seeing a carmen rider being late to a wedding much more than the stuff we have seen on screen here you know i mean like uh, all, right, all i will say
0: just <laughs> page, page does show a brother's uh, grim story like all, about a like all
2: i will for, so say is that like I've watched way worse shows on this blog just because they had truly reprehensible subject matter. But I don't think mm. I've ever seen a show that was this just incompetent at putting together a piece of entertainment. You know, it's it's so... And look, I'm sure they've had production difficulties with the, the COVID and everything, you know. But that only, you know, it only... Bu- you can't yeah, blame like, the bad rating on that, and you know you can blame some of that on it. Like for a while, the bad guys were not allowed to be in their HQ; they were green screened in, which worked about as well as you'd expect.
1: Um, right, but God. but I mean, you can li- you can live with something like that if the the you know the, <laughs> yeah, the rating exactly. and the that's plot the thing. And the key good, right? part
2: like, of Toku is that if it's good, you don't mind that it looks rubbish because that you know you're you're surfing off of the characters and you buy in you know the suspension of disbelief is right. there but there's such a fundamental failure on every single aspect of the production that you can't even enjoy this ironically it's just kind of torturous great and on that note
3: i uh, um, want to i want to correct myself before the folklore heads get to me uh the hedgehog was late to the wedding um the son assumed that the hedgehog was late to the wedding because it slept in. But actually, what the hedgehog was doing was uh, trying to teach itself how to eat
0: rocks. Oh, sweet. Just like a goat. I I, I love weird
2: old folklore. Anyway, folklore great. No no sense. Rocks.
0: Why can't a hedgehog eat rocks? I
2: mean, I, I will say that <laughs> eating rocks is a fairly apt comparison for Kamen Rider Saber. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, there you go. Put that on why the a, back of the box. A, b- 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 <laughs> All
1: right. Fox. <laughs> well, if you want more more of that, Reed's I'm like still posts. writing about that show every week. It's my penance. You're still <laughs> torturing yourself with that, so um, you can go check that out. And I think that'll do it for this episode. So let's do our housekeeping. You can check us out at theglorioblog.com where you can read those posts. Follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog. You can... Uh, Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, and I believe now Stitcher. I don't know, haven't confirmed if that went through. Just use an RSS um, feed, like a cultured gentleman or lady. Well, yes, there's also a link to the RSS feed in the post. <laughs> They're all ultimately tied to the RSS feed, and of course, we also post on YouTube. So go like, comment, subscribe there, and uh, you know, tell your friends your enemies recommend common rider cyber to your enemies
2: <laughs>
3: hey
1: if they're reading the posts and counts all the same that's so uh, and that that'll do it we'll catch everybody next time.